All right, this week on One More Pass, we talk about Carson Wentz going to the Colts. Ooh, watch out. That lineage is kind of weird now, huh? Peyton Manning, Luck, Rivers. Uh, Wentz? Wentz. Uh, yeah. Kind of weird. And then we talk about the Mariners' former president and CEO resigning after uh, a Rotarian meeting that he probably regrets now, but, you know, gosh, these old white guys, they just can't stay out of trouble, can they? Nope. They should be quiet. Yeah, absolutely. And we have an email. Watch out for that. And we go into pod, damn it. So, Rob, you ready to go? I absolutely ready to go. Hell I thought y- out and ready to go. Hell yeah. Joey, you ready to go? Sun's out, pod's out. <laughs> buns out, sun's out, buns out, pod's out. That's such a dad joke. All right, let's go. All right, welcome back to the One More Pass podcast. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter, One More Pass Pod at gmail.com. Guys, we have an email this week. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Joey, how was your snowpocalypse, man? Did you make it out of the house? Um, no. No. <laughs> I, walked, uh, I walked with my daughter to Kroger twice. Um, we live on a pretty decent hill, and it was, uh, it was pretty treacherous. Not a lot of cars making it up and down. So we stayed inside for pretty much eight days. Played in the snow some. Took a pretty, pretty bad dad fall. Kind of feel like you oh, guys. You did. I wish you guys could have. I wish I had like a ring camera or something where you could have seen it. We've got a pretty decent hill in our backyard and we were sledding. My youngest daughter and I were sledding on Tupperware uh, bins, big Tupperware bins. Yeah. And which they go pretty quick down the hill and it was kind of icy and I went down and kind of, kind of wiped out. And then I was starting to walk back up and look to the side and, um, my snow boots, AKA Doc Martens from high school <laughs> with rubber soles went down pretty good yeah. on the hip. Yeah. I was, I was nice. a little sore the next morning. Um, so very, very happy. It's, I think it's a high of 62 today, sunny in Nashville. Yeah. Very happy to see the sun. Yeah, dude, we left our uh, blinds open in our bedroom that faces toward the sun whenever it uh, rises in the morning. Uh, well, by accident. And then all of a sudden, like at 6.30 in the morning, there's just this bright ass sun coming up. And I'm just like, uh, like I could have another half hour to sleep before our daughter gets up. But then I'm like, I'm actually really enjoying this right now. Yep. It was, it was very pleasant. So Rob, how was your snowpocalypse? Uh, it, was, it was good, kind of uneventful. Um, I worked some next week and kind of dodged, you know, the, the side gig I have is, is working as a courier. So it was a couple of days that I worked and, most of it I didn't just, I didn't, I've, I've spun out a couple of times on black ice in my life. So I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to risk it. Um, yeah. Life and limb and property, all that stuff. But yeah, for the most part, I was able to, to use the, uh, couple, I have a little bit of incline on my driveway. So I was able to get out a couple of times and so I live up in the hill a little bit in my neighborhood. So it was a little treacherous getting up in and out, but, uh, you know, use the all wheel drive function on my, on my Kia. Um, seemed to help. Nice. Uh, I love, it was funny. I, I, my next door neighbors, there's a family of like six or seven people that live in this house and, uh, they got out and, um, did a really great job, like snow, uh, sho- uh, you know, shoveling the snow and the ice out of their driveway. And then they never left. And I was like, <laughs> damn, why, why did I, I should have just paid them to do my, was like, their I'll activity give you, I'll give you for like the 50 yeah. bucks if you'll just like, you know, and it's funny cause they did it and then it snowed again and then they got out and shoveled a little bit more. And it's like, and then the cars never left. I'm like, why did you do that? Like, I don't know. It was all that was, I thought that Maybe was they, were the kids being punished or. I don't know. It was, it was the. <laughs> Turn screens off. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't yeah. have screens when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I thought, I thought that was interesting. I was like, damn, well, I, I actually left the house several times. You could have just done my drive. Yeah, did you see me? I could just see me have a grocery list and I'll go get whatever <laughs> you want if you're afraid to drive. So yeah, but for the most part, yeah, just hung at the house, you know, did some binge watching, watched that weird Cecil Hotel documentary crime thing and some yeah. other stuff. And Dude, that was wild. I, I need to... Um, that's actually going to be a uh, my pod, damn it. Okay. I, I'm, that's just a little little foreshadowing teaser. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. There was an SNL skit on that hotel or kind of about it, and uh, I didn't have any clue what it was. And May, my middle daughter, said that it, she had watched that, said it was pretty great. Yeah. I need Compelling to story. Yeah, nice. pretty much just a hung at home. Yeah, 
I did not leave my house either, but my wife went to work every single day because she's from the Midwest and she just calls everybody a bunch of wusses whenever yeah. snow and ice falls. She's right. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily like shy away from it because when I'm when I first moved here, when I started going to school here in the early 80s, the first I remember that after the first Christmas break, we came back, we got a, like a foot and a half of snow. Like it was bad. And it got down to like negative like 20 with wind chill. Like it was mm-hmm. I was like growing up in Louisiana, it was like, okay, this is <laughs> this sucks. This is, right. Yeah. But there was a guy that I that I went to school with, he was one of my, he, he was a dorm buddy of mine. He was from the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. And he was like, Oh, Uper? Yeah, he was an Uper. And he took me, uh, he took me out and taught me how to drive in the snow. It's like the best hour long, two hour long lesson I've ever got. A life lesson as far as like, this is what you need to do. Like, tell me all that, you know, keep a bag of sand or kitty litter. If you see any carpet ribbons, grab those. If you ever get cut, because I had a little truck, a little like you know, light duty truck at the time. And oh man, it was like, Oh, so you turn into the slot. Like he just had, it was all this basic, simple, you know, driving physics stuff. And it was like, and that's lasted my entire, the rest of my life. It's like, I, I use, it's like, oh, okay, this is how you deal with these situations. This is how you take a hill. You know, it's amazing. It snows here every year and people don't seem to understand basic driving physics or just don't get out at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it snows every global. year. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> this global warming's global a killer. Warming. Yeah. 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 And we don't, you know, obviously we don't get snow like they do in like Michigan or Minnesota or whatever, but it's hilly here. And we, you know, we have our set of challenges, but like, man, either stay home or like learn how to drive. At it, it. It is funny that each year, whether you see it on social media or you hear someone say, well, we're just not equipped. We're not used to it. I'm like in, in, some shape or form, it snowed every year that I've lived here. Yeah, yeah. Gran- here. granted, you know, it doesn't snow. Now, it used to snow a lot. Like, we used to get snows like this more frequently. Yeah, it doesn't, but still, it's like, it, it is It is going to happen. Um, yeah. Maybe we yeah. could just have Kyle's wife could just start up a snow shuttle service. Yeah. Yeah. Driving like people Mr. Plow on Homer on the yeah. side. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, to all the people out there, uh, don't break harder than snow. Also, don't slow down going up a hill. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's tough. Because you will... Uh, or don't take yeah. the hill. You know, if you can't figure... Yeah, I, oh, God, I've so many years I've seen people like try to, oh, I'm just going to creep. And it's like, no. And the worst You got to get, yeah. get some... Especially if you're behind them. Yeah, and you're just sitting And you're like, like just oh, honk, like, go. Just go, go, oh, dude, drive, I, drive. I, I used to live out where you used to live where you live, Joey, years ago, like not far from you. And, and like going up that hill, like past Edmondson Pike, going up Old Hickory, I used to live out there and like watching those morons try to go up that hill, like going 10 miles an hour. I'm just like, just watching them just do, do, like Plinko balls. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we survived. Yeah. And then it was what, 50 something degrees the other day. And then all the snow melted and all the roads are fine. Yeah, that's right. Now so. you got to just watch out for potholes. I'll tell you another thing. <laughs> right, yeah. I, 440. For, I always forget about the ha- the post-snow hazard of the, the ice sheets breaking loose. Oh, yeah. I saw some that's pretty legit. bad, you know, because the, the courier gig I do, I'm on the highway a lot, and I got I got pretty good, too. The one on my roof, I, I, somebody stopped short in front of me, and, it, and the little shelf on top slipped off and broke both my wiper blades. Wow. So I had, I was just like, so I had to get out there and get the ice off and like, yeah, oh, shoot, I got to find an auto parts store. Cause like I need, cause you know, it's, it's thawing out and there's road, you know, right. there's road salt and stuff. And there's, so I had to go like find an auto parts store and spend, you know, 50 bucks on wiper blades. So yeah, yeah. I saw on yeah, Twitter I saw those. a couple of like real, like one coming off an 18 wheeler, like a sheet of ice that was like, yeah, like they long. like destroy windshields yeah, and it hit a car. Oh man. That's, that just like, so be careful folks. Yeah, because I had to park at the end of my driveway because we started seeing all the snow and ice kind of glide off our roof. And uh, yeah, one big sheet yeah. hit where That's my car is normally parked. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I yeah. moved my car down that driveway. So you did drive in the snow, Kyle. Yeah, I did. Just, <laughs> just yeah. Oh, yeah, just a little six bit. Feet. Six feet? <laughs> yeah, six feet. Plus the fact that um, I've been putting off getting new tires because my, because the trend of my tires are like, dude, like my tires are almost bald. But I just keep thinking, well, I'm not driving anywhere like the past year haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. So I'm just like, Oh, well I'll just do it. And then the snow comes and Emily's just like, so you're going to go get new tires next week. I'm like, probably yes. No. So thank yeah. You. Plus discount tire. They don't accept remote drum tracks for payment. I tried that. No, but they weren't, they weren't interested. No, but I did buy some Bitcoin though the other day. So maybe they get some Bitcoin. There you go. Fraction of a Bitcoin, but at least it's some, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, let's get into the email this week. This is from my friend, Ellie Williams. Shout out. I've known Elliot since sixth grade. So here we go. He lives in Charleston, South Carolina. 
He says he has a few questions, which a few is nine, but we'll try to go through all these. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh... yeah, we'll just... <laughs> Oh yeah, just a few questions. Oh yeah, here's nine of them. But yeah, we'll try to go through these. These should move pretty quickly. So first question, uh, whether you played or attended, what is your favorite high school, college, and sports pro memory? Mm. So high school memory, college memory, pro sports memory. Um, Joey, you want to go first? Mine's got to be the 2013 AFC Championship game, uh, getting to watch the Broncos beat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. That was amazing. And that was your favorite pro sports. Like what about college or high school? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I was in band in high school, <laughs> marching band. So, well, I mean like you don't have to play sports. Like, get, you know, well, just like a memory of a, of a high school. Okay. Something that happened in high school. That one's not coming to mind okay. too quick. Um, um, college on the streets of Seattle. Uh, let me think about it. Okay. That's a lot. Rob. Wait, are they all going to be three questions and a question? So are there 27 questions? No, I don't is think that, so. Okay. All no, right. I don't think so. Rob? Uh, pro memory is probably going to be the Saints beating yeah. Peyton in the Super Bowl. Nice. College yeah. memory in, at Belmont and Nashville. Do you have one? Jeez. Uh, there were so many. Um, <laughs> are you being sarcastic? No, there were. Oh. There, there were a lot. Of, I, you know, one, and I, this actually came into my head the other day. I remember the first gig that I did. I played in this band. I went to Belmont, played in this band called the Belmont Reasons. And we worked for the school. And the first, like, we played, we would do like rotary meetings and like, you know, we had this like pop show and then we work, we'd go play at churches, do like a gospel. Oh, did you make racist comments at the rotary meeting? Like the, (laughs) like the Mariners uh, CEO? And we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, we play like the big, like future homemakers of America and future farmers of America at Opryland. We, you know, and then we'd go out and basically recruiting money and students into the school. But the first Big gig, the first time I ever played in front of in front of more than like a couple of hundred people. We played at Vanderbilt. It was some kind of youth evangelism conference or something like that at Vanderbilt. There was like there was like twenty thousand kids there. Like we were set up on the on the on the 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 basketball court, and they were all on the floor and up in the stands. And I just remember like God, this is like I thought I had made it. Like yeah, this was like something I dreamed of. Of like I was like a I think at the time I was like nineteen year eighteen or nineteen years old. I'm just like what the hell is going on? So. Yeah. I was thinking it's been downhill since then. Been downhill since then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's all downhill. What about high school? Oh, high school was a, was a emotional and mental hellscape. Yeah. For me. Uh, I don't have a lot of good memories other than just leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, wasn't a big fan of my high school. Yeah. At least for the first couple of years. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. I was bullied and it was bad. Yeah. Uh, High school for me, like it was fine. Like it was just one thing that you kind of got through, but I think my favorite high school sports memory was like, we actually, well, okay. Like our, our football team at Fred T Ford high school was like literally just garbage. Like they were bad. Um, so like nobody really gave a shit about the football team, but my junior and senior year, like we would all go to all the soccer games, uh, classic because our soccer team was actually pretty good. And plus like all of our good friends were on the soccer team too. So we tried to turn our uh, soccer field into a, like a European uh, soccer stadium by the rowdiness and bringing trash cans and just blowing <laughs> horns and all this shit. It was actually really fun. And we used to tailgate. Um, yeah, we used to tailgate at the soccer games and the football team would always pass by us because for some reason the football practice field would like would be right there. And then all the football players would be like, Oh, how come y'all never do this for us? And we're just like, cause you guys fucking suck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was fun. College, obviously winning the three national championships at app state. I was there for all of them. Uh, that was awesome. And then I think pro sports, like the one thing I've was a part of since the Panthers b- lost in both Super Bowls we've been in, um, was whenever, uh, like the national predators went to the second or third round of the playoffs, like yeah. maybe like seven years ago. And, and, uh, like I was at that game that we played Detroit and just the whole crowd was just going absolutely ape shit. It was awesome. So I was glad to be there for that. My, uh, I thought of my high school one. I played basketball in high school. I'm a decent basketball player. I'm six, four. I've been this tall for a while. Um, but I also pretty much weigh what I did in high school. And uh, <laughs> you haven't hit the weight room at when all. It, when it came to getting under the boards, putting a body on someone, pretty tough. I got <laughs> kicked around yeah. a lot under there. Not really near throwing balls um, in the paint. Yeah, and wasn't my vert wasn't really able to to dunk a basketball. And by that I mean I could do a layup. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we had a we did not have a good basketball team because the size of our school, we were right on the right on the edge of three A and four A. So we played 4A teams and everything. Like football got destroyed, basketball mm-hmm. got destroyed. And 
I got bumped up to JV for a game my freshman year, my, my sophomore year. And JV in my high school, we played the games right before the varsity games. So there'd be like an hour in between. So by the second half, uh, no joke, we were down, I think, 35 to 40 points, just getting destroyed. And they had called us up. So me and my, one of my best buddies, George, were sitting down at the end of the bench and the coach like called us in and we were terrified because these guys <laughs> were so good. And at one point, George and I passed the ball. We were so scared to shoot. We just passed it back and forth to each other about three times. Finally, I decided I'm just going to try to shoot a three. The gym was pretty full at that point. And there was a dude under the basket and I swear he took one step and blocked the ball in my face and it was a dead ball and I got taken out. So that was, <laughs> so you had the green light and then yeah, after that, it just the, yeah, yeah, was it was it. just done. That's when I decided the real bright futures in music. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, speak about high school basketball. Uh, do y'all remember uh, Brandon spikes, the linebacker that played for Florida yeah. and he played in the NFL. Yeah. Like he went mm-hmm. to crest high school and that was a school that was in our conference in in high school. And, um, besides football, he was a beast on the football field. We did not like playing Chris cause he would like literally just murder just our whole O line and our quarterback the whole time. But he also played basketball and like, just to see him like that close up, even in high school, we all were just like, Oh God, this guy's unreal. And then he went to Florida then played in the pros for, dude, I mean, like I think he was a, yeah. Cause I think he was an NFL player for maybe three, four years. Something is like he that. related to, to Keo or is that the same person? Remember Takeo Spikes, the linebacker for the Bengals? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they're not the same person, but I don't know if no. they're related. Okay. But yeah, so those are my uh, high school memories of that. So second question, I think these will start like rolling pretty quickly now. Uh, if you weren't in the music industry, what do you think you'd be doing, Rob? Oh, I'd be, uh, I'd be either, uh, well, my, I don't know if I'd be doing it, but my dream job would either be writing for a TV show like The Simpsons. Dude, or, you could definitely do that. Or The Onion. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, dude, like you should start your own pseudo onion account. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's I know a big Goliath to try to, oh, I know. to get some, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just would rather just have them call me up and say, Hey, <laughs> write us a story about, you know, Beyonce's nipples catching on fire. Like <laughs> All right. I'll give you 50, I'll give you a thousand words on that. <laughs> Joey, what about you? Um, I actually think I would want to be a sports broadcaster. Yeah. Um, it'd be tough because I'd want to just do Broncos games. And I don't think I'd be very good doing Broncos games because I couldn't, you know, announcers talk about putting their, oh, their yeah. fanness or well, fanhood uh, aside. Oh my God. Well, I mean, there's some it, local broadcasts pretty, that are so homer that you can't listen it's to. True. Have you ever, have you ever listened to the, the guys that do the UT football games? Tim yes. Priestley? Yes. That guy, I love his feistiness, but he is such a fucking homer. Yeah. It is, it is, so, yeah. and, you know, granted they're, they're, they're the UT balls network. So they're calling the right. game, but my God, yeah. when they get a penalty or screw up in a game, like he just starts screaming. I love it. Yeah. It's that would be me. <laughs> yep. <It's so> bad, <laughs> but it's so great. Yeah. And I, and uh, I would probably be a teacher somewhere. Boring. Boring. Yeah. So there you go. That's why I moved to Nashville. Cause after teaching here, I was like, fuck this. Well, sorry. Like I have respect for all my uh, teacher brethren, but I just couldn't handle that at that point. Oof, um, an apology, man. That was, Ooh, sorry guys. Was a lapse in judgment. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, best beer scene you've come across on tour. So what town do you think has the best beer scene? I'll pass on that. Cause I don't drink beer anymore. I don't care. Yeah. I don't, uh, I'm like a man or, or Rob, like what town has the coolest bars? Let's say that for you. Uh, bars, the town that you see on the counter that you're just like, fuck. Yeah. I can't I, wait to. I, I'm, hit I'm up these totally places. drawing a blank. I, I, I got to say, I have to think for a second. I, uh, it might be cliche or whatever. Seattle. But, uh, I, I do love Seattle. Yeah. But I got to say Boston, dude. Like, yeah. You know, Chicago's you go, pretty. I, I, now Chicago, I Chicago's yeah. Great. Chicago and Boston are up there. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I'd say just anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Portland, and even Bozeman, Montana. Oh, Bozeman's yeah. great, dude. Like, there's a bunch of breweries up there. Which Bozeman and Missoula. Yeah, which, those cities. which which like I'm a huge like beer guy. So brewery guy. So that's what we always sniff out on tour. And yeah, just anywhere in the Pacific Northwest is just absolutely beautiful. All right. Keep rolling. Uh, what is your earliest memory in music and, or what do you think kickstarted your love of music? One of my first Pearl Jam memories, <laughs> memories of, of playing drums. Um, do, do, do. My, <laughs> you soundtrack. my <laughs> just underneath, uh, my uncle had an old, um, an old, blue sparkle Rogers kit and uh, my nice. dad played drums too. And so they kept it at our house and I used to get on there and, and start banging away on those. Um, yeah. And the first thing I played, uh, we had a family band growing up, which is a whole other 
topic. Um, but I played for like the church Christmas pageant when I was, uh, six and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Rob, what about you? Can't remember what it paid though. <laughs> probably nothing. First memory would probably be my parents taking me and my brother and sister to see Elton, uh, see Elton John. Oh, hell yeah. 1974 first that's, concert. Dude, that's a great old. first that's concert. so much cooler. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. it was good. I just <laughs> told them I had a Christian oh. family band and played at my church Christmas and Rob's like, I'm 74. Yeah. I saw Elton John. Yeah. God, so I saw cool. Elton John on the Goodback Yellow Crow tour and that just like, even at eight years old, that just like lit and then it was like four years later, I saw Kiss and I was just like, oh, I just got to do this. Man, that's... Oh, yeah. I do. I, you know, I, I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and this is obviously a different time, different era. Are we like, did you guys go to New Orleans to see all these shows? No, that's the thing is back then you didn't have AEG and you didn't have Live Nation. You didn't have these proximity clauses. So all these bands that would, you know, big bands that would come through the South and tour, they would play New Orleans and they would play Baton Rouge. We were 75 miles away. So, yeah. I mean, I saw Kiss, Elton John, uh, the police a couple of times, uh, you know. I, so Rob wins sticks, the Kansas. Like, I'm not even going to say anything. Right I mean, it was yeah. like I wish I, I actually found a bunch of my my uh, my ticket stubs from like the '90s and stuff that I kept, but I don't know what I did with all the the original ones that I have. But I, yeah, we got to see. I mean, we just you know this is back. This is a dazed and confused era. Like as soon as my sister and brother got their driver's license, we would just we would go to concerts. Like my sister and brother are like 16, 17 years old and driving us the concerts, 18 yeah. years old and going to see Hart and, you know, and, and all these, you know, Sticks and Pat Benatar and the Eagles and all these other bands. Yeah, I got to see the Eagles too. Wow, the last that's, tour. that's yeah, the last cool. good one. Man, because I was about to say, I, I mean, like that sounds really cliche and dumb too, but like I just honestly can't pinpoint something because it's always just, just what I've known and like what I grew up like listening to because like my parents always played records and stuff, but the moment I knew I wanted to be a touring drummer was uh, my sister. So like my sister is nine and a half years older than I am. So whenever she would go to like middle school and high school, what like I would still be home with my parents or whatever. And then like, I would just go into a room and like listen to all her CDs and tapes that she had. And uh, uh, classic, I put on Dave Matthews band under the table and dreaming album. And that first drum fill for best of what's around. And then once I heard that, I'm like, what, what is, what, what the hell is this? And then, that's what kind of sparked it for me. So I guess Dave Matthews band. And then dude, that's almost as cool as Elton John. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> me and my sister's bedroom in Melbourne, Florida, listening to uh Dave Matthews band. I was hoping they, for like Debbie Gibson and not you know, Dave Matthews. Maybe it's just, I don't know. I know, but like, but my parents did listen to like tower of power, earth, wind and fire, Oh, nice, Chicago, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I toured with, I did a tour with Tiffany and we did uh it was journey through the eighties. It was Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. You did? I, I got a chance to tell Debbie Gibson what a huge crush I had on her when I was a kid, and we got a photo together. She was she, comfortable. She didn't really seem, she was like, let's just get this photo, and then we'll yeah. be good. So. <laughs> oh, uh, fun fact, the two times I've played the Florida Strawberry Festival, once with Maddie and Tay, then last year with, with Michael before everything shut down, guess who uh, played the early show both times? Tiffany. No. I don't know. Patty LaBelle. Oh, both, oh, really? Both times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she played the early show. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It was wild. Dude, her band was great. They were like, they had, she had like fucking 10 people up there. It was awesome. It's so fun hitting your head on the catering downstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Knock I myself would kill out a few times. on that thing right now. Let's just go back to yeah. All right. Plant City, Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, uh, we're almost there. Uh, what band would you love to play a show with? And obviously, it's not the people we currently play for or work for. Well, if anybody said, Pearl Jam. If anybody said the artists they worked for, they'd be off this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there's no need to kiss ass right now. Like, yeah. yeah, Pearl Jam, for yeah. sure. Mm. Rob. Man, that's a tough one. I would have to say, if she were still alive, Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, like, I'm going to go new school. I'm just, I'm just going to say Charlie Puth. Oh, okay. I love Charlie Puth, but old school. Dave Matthews Band. No, no Coldplay? I thought, uh, I mean, I oh, thought that's that was a good one too, sure, dude. Dude, that's a good one too. Uh, you got that drum beat down, you're good to go. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, we do play a snippet of Fix You during our live show with Michael. Mm. Guess, who would, guess, guess who threw that one in? <laughs> that wow, yeah. So yeah, uh, wow. yeah, I guess those three, Puth, Coldplay, or Dave Matthews Band. I couldn't just pick one. Um, uh, like Elliot also says, Kyle, like I did not steal your snow sled, my pod damn it from last week, but I have thoughts. He's willing to take a lie detector test. So that's mm. good. Oh, okay. Um, number seven, like any IMDB credits? Yes. Yeah. 
What's your IMDb? Uh, I have been Joey? in uh, <laughs> uh, Bojangles commercial. That's right. Uh, I've been in Nashville, Heart of Dixie, and uh, one of those other shows, but I, I can't. I can't think of it. Yeah, there's a new Netflix. I saw that. I saw that it's coming out. Tootsies, yeah, yeah. Oof. Can't wait. Yeah. Jeez. Can we just stop that? Yeah. Although I will say I was pretty stoked to be on Nashville because it paid so well for yeah just a day of work. Everybody I know seems like got on that show. I never yeah. got on there, but I was happy all my buddies are working. Yeah, because I think I got a call to do that one time, but you know, but it was just like, oh, you have to be here for like. 18 hours but or something. But then they realized I could do it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, Joey's in. Yeah, ab- yeah absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Rob, what about you? Uh, I, well, I don't know if this counts uh, like live TV, but like I was on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno with Sixpence. And then uh, actual TV episodic show was on uh, Sabrina the Good, the, the Teenage Witch. Oh, you are. Oh, yeah. that's right. Nice. Still, I still get little mailbox money from that. That's I get like that's these pretty like, cool. $2.37 checks. There you go. Yeah. Sweet. Uh we did Girl Meets World <laughs> with uh, Maddie and Tay. That was fun. I'm still getting checks about That's... that. And plus, like once a year, I get some random text from some kid I went to high school with saying, yeah. oh man, I saw you on Girl Meets World. I'm like, first off, you're a 33-year-old yeah, dude. Why are you, why yeah. you watching Girl Meets World? How's your parents' basement? <laughs> yeah. How many people did you kill this week? Yeah, yeah, that. And then, of course, all the uh, TV shows we've performed on. Uh, but like, if you want to be like one drummer in town, you can just pad your IMDB with every single time you play a... Fallon, oh, uh, you know. Colbert, The Talk, Ellen, CMA Fest, or the CMA Awards, ACM Awards, whatever. All right, we've got two more. Which sport and team would you gladly take the league minimum to ride the bench and be a practice dummy? And do you want me to read to you all the leagues and the league minimum? No. No. No, okay. So we just do, just choose one. What sport and then what team would you want to ride the bench for? Denver Broncos. I mean, it, yeah, but I... I to be a pra- I mean, are we saying like when I think of football, I think of like a little practice dummy or like a like am I just going to get hit? Yeah, like practice squad. You're scrimmaging against first team. <sighs> I'd still probably say the Broncos. I don't think I'd live <laughs> through it. Right. But in this world, maybe I maybe I have a different body. <laughs> so like you would make six hundred ten thousand dollars. Yep, league minimum. Yep. yep, I'd do that. Rob, what about you? I don't know. I I, I would want to play on a team that had a really great quarterback so I could watch him throw. So maybe like Tampa, watch Brady if he's coming back or uh, uh, Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) There's rumors about the Broncos being interested in Russ. You want to see me pull the quickest 180? I'm I'm ready to welcome them with open arms. God, I hope that happens. (laughs) Please, please not. Uh, Yeah, I think I would actually pick, uh, I think I would actually do hockey just be a practice squad dude for like the Preds or something like that, just cause it's fun. That and, would be more fun. Yeah. You know, What's nice a, games, what is that fun. minimum? That can't be that uh, much. $750,000. Oh, is it really? It's wow. more than NFL. And uh, NBA is $900,000 just to ride the bench. Like, I think that's like the amateur or amateur. Um, not amateur. Uh, League minimum. Like, yeah. Uh, rookie? Like, no, what's the veteran minimum? Sorry. Oh, okay. oh gotcha. sorry. So yeah. And then last one, what are your thoughts on the pay disparity between men's and women's professional sports? Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's not fair. I'm hopeful that if you look at how things are now compared to when I was a kid or even 10, 15, 20 years ago, I think they're trending in the right direction. Um, but we have a long way to go. So hopeful it'll, it'll, the gap between the two will be smaller. Yeah. Now I understand that you know, most women's professional sports don't pull in as much money as like the WNBA doesn't, you know, and I understand there, but when you look at a situation like the women's U S soccer team. Yeah. That's the thing I was going to point out. They, yeah. they finally, they won that lawsuit. I, I don't know if we talked about this a couple months ago and they won the, the lawsuit. I mean, the, the amount of money, and it wasn't just, and it was all, it was the amount of the money they were making, but it was also like the conditions, like where they were staying, mm-hmm. the kinds of flights they were taking, you know, just all, all that other stuff. It's, it's just unconscionable because they, you know, how many championships do they have? You know, how many, how many Four, medals? Six. Yeah. You know, and the men's, you know, historically, at least in the modern era, team has been awful. Yeah. Hasn't performed well in the gold, you know, in the World Cup or the Olympics. So, yeah, I mean, I understand there are certain market discrepancies, but but there's got to be, yeah, there's got to be a, uh, there, there's got to be some way to, 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 to compensate because it's just, it's pro sports, you know, 
they make a lot of money. There's 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 no reason why they can't be paying these women athletes more. It's yep. just unconscionable. Yeah, for sure. And plus to have like all that backing with the U.S. Uh, women's national team and like them breaking all these TV records and then like winning another World Cup, like another Olympics or whatever else. It's just like what, like they only got paid like 20 grand. Yeah. Just a game versus like if, if the men win a game, it's like 80 or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever else. So yeah, that's yeah. So like, I just think, yeah, like that change has definitely been sparked with the U S women's national team. And then hopefully that like, that'll keep translating over into like WNBA and then like the women's national soccer league, which is actually some pretty great soccer. If y'all haven't watched that um, from this past year or no 2020. So uh, yeah. Thank you, Ellie, for all the questions. I guess we're about a half hour into this thing, so we might as well start, but I thought that was pretty entertaining. That was. That was, fun. That was a good email. That was fun. So yeah, let's get into it. Keep us posted on the, the sled drama. Oh, for sure. It seems like he's either telling the truth and or are you caught in a lie? Oh, no. Oh, no, because so like I drop uh, like Natty off at my parents' house, you know, like whenever we do this. Cause like they live about 20 minutes away. And plus I was telling them that story again and they were just like, Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I'm like, yeah. So my parents have my back on that. So they had your, they have your back that Elliot took the sled or uh, no, that like, it just got stolen. Okay. From somebody. So okay. we're, yeah, we're still trying to track that down, but uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, I think the most, or one of the most notable things that happened this week was uh, Carson Wentz going to the Indianapolis Colts. And I think the Colts were the only team that was interested in Wentz. So the Colts agreed to acquire Wentz for a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 second round pick that could turn into a first, I'm assuming, um, depending on how Wentz does in 2021. Rob, like what do you make of the Colts going after Wentz and the Colts just being the only team that essentially wanted him? I think, you know, if anybody knows anything about his history and Frank Reich, you know, obviously they he was his quarterback's coach and OC at Philadelphia when they, that year when they went to the Super Bowl. Obviously, he wasn't in the game because he was injured, but that certainly had a lot of motivation behind them, them going after him. But yeah, it, it, that being the only team kind of really throwing their fishing line out says a lot. I mean, we've all seen Wentz kind of at his best and his worst early that first season. You think, man, man, this is a, this is a guy that can play. He's, 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 he's mobile. He's pretty gutsy. He's got a good heart. You know, of course it landed him on the IR a couple of times, you know, <clears throat> getting injured, you know, scrambling for first downs and touchdowns. Um, I'm not one really to kind of give up on the dude cause he has been so injured, injured so much, but I'm, I'm wondering what's going on in his head. Because if you look at the whole scenario that's played out in Philadelphia, you know, first Peterson gets fired, you think, Oh, okay. They're going to keep him. He's going to stay. And then, he has to be traded. So it's like, what's, what's going on? Do I really want that kind of guy on my team? I don't think he's a bad dude, but you know, there's, there's, there's contract negotiating, you know, off season guy. And then there's the player, you know, we see what's happening in Houston right now with Deshaun Watson. It's like, we all want to see him with a different team. Cause we know Houston's a, a garbage fire of a, of a, of an organization, but like, what's that going to do if this plays out another season or two, you know, or however long it takes, you know, what's that going to do to him mentally? I don't know. I think it, there's something that may have taken, I don't know, maybe he thinks he's better than he is, or maybe he does has an entitlement issue in his brain. But um, the fact that the Colts were the only team to kind of make that offer. And again, Reich being kind of the, I, I would imagine the main motivator behind that makes me think that a lot of people are kind of having the same, thoughts about like, man, I'm really, I'm, not that he's like a, a locker room cancer, but like he hasn't really, yeah, he's shown some, some moments of, of great play, but I haven't seen enough where I look at Wentz and go, man, he's, this guy's a hall of famer. This is a guy that I would want on my team. If I was a GM or a coach, I don't think I would. I think I'd pass on him just like 31 other teams, you know, or how many other teams that were looking for quarterbacks. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the proof will be in the pudding. We'll see how he does. Uh, you know, obviously there was some success there early on with Reich, but you know, I don't know. Maybe he sees something in him that, that nobody else does, but I, I, I don't, I don't see that guy being a guy that I would want on my team, you know, to yeah. be like, this is my long haul guy. If he's going to keep taking those kind of chances and getting hurt, if that's his game, then I don't want him. Yeah. So Joey, I think the, I think everybody right now, if you don't have your franchise quarterback already and you don't have a super high draft pick, 
I think everyone is looking for the next Tannehill, kind of what the Titans did where, you know, Tannehill had some good years in Miami, but he, he wasn't the quarterback that he's been in, in Nashville, in Tennessee so far. I think that's what teams are trying to do. I, I saw a report uh, this morning that it looks like uh, Mariota, the Raiders are going to look to trade him. Um, and I think there's been rumors of Denver possibly being interested in a lot of other teams. I think they're trying to look for that kind of player. Maybe they get a change of scenery and they start playing better. The Wentz thing is pretty fascinating just because of how much, is it $17 million? Yeah. It's dead for the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, you're talking almost an eighth of their salary cap is tied tied up in this guy. I saw a report yesterday that said um, that Wentz is incredibly hard to coach because he doesn't, um, he doesn't, he doesn't take critical coaching well. You know, I don't know if that's true, if that's Florio looking for more reads, which I guess <laughs> I gave him one because I read it. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think it's a good move for the Colts, honestly. I, they didn't give up too much. Um, if it hits, if he does come back and, 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 and play as well as he did his, his first couple years, especially I think his second year, then it could be a good move for them. Yeah. Um, that was such a... It's it's funny how quickly things go downhill. Uh, if you look at the relationship with him and Peterson, and then Peterson gets fired, and the Eagles, it's like it kind of seems like once things there's a first report, things aren't good. Like it just keeps going downhill. I mean, yeah. look no further than Houston; they they are a perfect example of that. So uh, I think it's a good move by the Colts. I, I, I don't think they have to give up too much. Um, it's worth it. It's worth the risk. But then again. Like Rob said, there's 30 other teams that didn't 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 even want to take that kind of risk. Yeah, I think, for sure. I think Jeff Lurie was just like, just get him out of here. Yeah, we'll take the cap hit. Yeah, whatever. Absolutely. Let's just, like I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, and because he's dealt, you know, think about what he's dealt with over the past 20 years and the players and the shitty coaching decisions and like you know. Yeah, I, I think Houston should take, you know, uh, uh, take a hint from that and say, you know what we could get tied up into this for another season or, or another couple months. Let's just go ahead and give him what he wants and move on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I, I the Eagles are, I mean, Hertz is a good story and he showed a couple flashes last year, but I don't think Eagles fans can be thrilled that yeah. going in, going into the, you know, training camp and that he's their number one, but maybe, maybe they got to move yeah, in their back I, pocket. It can't be a big free agent though. Cause I don't have any money. Yeah. 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 Because the first, person that comes to mind is that Cam Newton, since he only signed a one-year contract with the Patriots now, like, I don't know if they've re-signed him or they're planning on re-signing him or whatever else, but do you think that the Colts should have maybe have made a play for Cam instead of Carson? I think if I were a GM, I, I would probably go for Carson over Cam. Okay. Just yeah. because, you know, he's, he's younger. He's, I mean, even though Carson's had his fair share of injuries, Newton's been hurt more. Um, I, I got to say, did you guys see the story with Newton? about this this kid at this high school slash college camp chewing him out. Did you see this story? No. So Cam Newton, I don't know if, he, if it's his camp that he puts on or if he's just a teacher, but it's like a, uh, it's like a quarterback camp or a, uh, and this kid, I'm pretty sure he's a high schooler, is on video. He basically tells Newton that he's trash. He's a terrible player. He's not worth anything. He's so overrated. And Newton is kind of like trying to diffuse it. And then, basically tells tells the kid like uh i've got an mvp i made the super bowl i'm rich and some people <laughs> were trying to spin it like newton's an asshole newton was totally i you need to go watch the video okay. cuz he cuz he completely just sets this kid straight and the kid actually ends up doing this huge instagram apology he's <laughs> like my parents raised me better than that which number 1 don't do that. If you're going to an athlete's camp, right? Yeah, don't, don't chew him out. Yeah, okay. because I was about to say that. Like, well, then why the hell are you there if you th yeah. think Cam Newton's? I trash? mean, he's you know he's he's trending on Twitter now, so I guess that kid's famous. But he's famous for being an asshole, right? But I know that you know I'm the first one to be critical of Cam Newton, and uh, but he was he had so many NFL players kind of rushed to Newton's side and, and defended him, and um, and and you guys can watch the video and decide for yourself. But he. He's trying to basically set this kid straight. Like, hey, man, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. you need to think about what you're saying before you start saying it. But it's pretty, <laughs> when you see the video, it's like, you just want to tell this kid, like, dude, shut your mouth. What yeah. are you doing right now? Yeah. And if your parents actually raised you better than that, you would have kept your fucking mouth shut. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So quit, quit, you know, that, that's the, absolutely the whole, the whole you know, when people make apologies, when they try to be contrite, yeah. and they start making these, these little side 
Oh my god! Excuses like ah, oh, you know, it was a lapse in judgment. You know, my parent. It's like no, dude, just say no. You up. Yeah, just say and you speak, screwed up. Yeah, and maybe you can, Kyle. Maybe we can tie that. Speaking of just shitty apologies that are way too late, we can tie that into the Mariners. Oh yeah, for CEO. sure. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Kevin Mather. Kevin Mather. Right. A video came out of Kevin Mather speaking to like his Rotary Club in. Well, like I think it was in Seattle. I'm assuming I think it was in Bellevue, which is a the city I grew up in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he gave this 45 minute speech, and he was kind of. And to preface this by saying, this happens like a month ago, right? It was uh, like the fourth or fifth of February, so it'd been out there a yeah. while. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, like he did this speech, and he pretty much was like commenting on how players can't speak English that well. And he was commenting on like how players were like overpaid, just like really boisterous about it and just like a few other things. And it's just like, and like he knows he's being videotaped at this thing. So yeah, Rob, do you have any comments on just his, his conduct being the president and CEO like of this the major league baseball? Former, 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 former sorry. Yeah. Former, I, yeah. I, I watched, uh, I, I think remember, he just resigned, I, right? I, I, I remember when the alert came up on the story, I read just the first couple of graphs of it. It was like, ugh. What, here we go. You know, it's just whatever. I almost didn't seem interested in it. And then you'd mentioned that you wanted to talk about it today. So I, I watched, I start, well, you can watch the whole 45 or 46 minute video, but I, I found a, story, a guy that kind of broke it down. And it's kind of ridiculous because like the thing, you know, again, well, speaking of apologies, you know, he said it was a lapse in judgment, but like this was a long discussion that you were having, the Zoom discussion you were having with these old these old codgers, these old, you know, retired middle-aged the Rotarians. Baseball, uh, rotary club dudes, yeah. you know, all with their old school Mariner, Mariner hats on. And, uh, you know, there, there's nothing, there's nothing lapse about this. This is obviously how this guy thought. Uh, this is how he operated. This is probably a discussion that he'd had before with people that he, you know, his friends or people that he worked with, you know, he goes into great length, I think in one, uh, part talking about the, uh, the the service time manipulation with one player. I think that the guy they were there was a, a player that was an outfielder that was coming up from the minors and just stuff like that. It just it had a very it wasn't like a Michael Scott kind of like in the office where he just you know you know he doesn't mean harm but something just kind of pops out. I mean this was like oh no like he's definitely had this conversation layered, before with somebody you know nuanced you know feelings and thoughts about these players you know whether it be the the whole beef that he had with for paying for the translator for the Japanese player or, or, you know, banging on the, the pitcher who he thought it was, you know, not any good or, or, or it, it was just like, it just showed a lack of class uh, to be even bringing, you know, even, you know, I didn't listen to all the questions these people were asking him, but like, it, it just felt like, man, what the hell were you even doing in that position in the first place? You know? Yeah. He'd uh, been with that, them for 26 or 27 yeah, it's years. It's like, this is, you know, this should have been like a 20 minute conversation, you know, mm -hmm. and it went on for a really long time. You know, if he would just kind of give and pad answers, but you don't want to get into like talking about people's personalities and, you know, and their ability to not speak. I mean, you know, it just goes beyond a lapse in judgment. This is a guy that obviously this is how he thinks and feels. And now he's, you know, there's just no, there's just no like decorum or, 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 or filter with somebody like that. They obviously talk that way yeah, and they feel that way. And you have no business being. No, dude, if you're the president and the CEO of a baseball of team, a baseball team. Yeah, this is how yeah. your thought process is. It's just absolutely terrible. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, obviously th that, that job comes with a lot of pressures and you're dealing with salaries and personalities and, you know, agents and, you know, it's tough. It's hard, but man, when you go to talk to a bunch of Rotarians, you know, <laughs> even if yeah. you feel that way, maybe you might want to dumb it down, <laughs> right. really, you know, it, thin it out a little bit. You know, I, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not talking about being, being a thought police. You can't, you know, obviously he, he has his feelings about people, but it just, God, it just, it, it, his apology again, he goes back to, it was a lapse in judgment. It's like, no, it yeah. wasn't a lapse in judgment. This is how you thought and feel. You had, you had plenty of time, you know, to scrub this video or correct or, or come out ahead of time. Like I said, this, this thing I think was recorded on the fourth or fifth. Yeah. So we're looking at a couple of weeks here, but no, you put it out there and, and let it be. And, you know, finally he got caught and now you're contrite and you're sorry and you're out of a job. So yeah. And the, com happens. the comment, you can't get away with anything. You can't get away with anything. Absolutely. Yeah. The it, comment it, he made about how much it cost 
how, how he was so upset at how much more he had to spend to have a translator, which I think he said was $70,000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Like, yeah. Now you just look like a cheap asshole. You know, you're running a, 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 even though the Mariners have been so bad for a long time, you're running a, a, a professional baseball team. Um, it's like Rob was saying, it's just so stupid. I don't care if you're the, the announcer was it for the Reds, Morgan Wallen, this dude, you know, issuing your bullshit apology afterwards, this, this is your, this is what's inside of you. If this is the kind of stuff that's coming out, yeah, that's who you are. It, yeah. it, it, you know, yeah. a lapse in judgment is a, a light thinking there's no cops around and that light just turned red. Let me just keep going through it. Ah, that was a bad decision. That was a lapse right. in judgment, you know, but saying these kinds of things and then having, having, you know, your, your, uh, secretary or whatever type up this apology. It's freaking drives me crazy. It, it's, it's bullshit. And it doesn't matter if, if people think, Oh, everyone's too sensitive or being too PC oh, or whatever. Oh, cancel culture. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone that would agree with what he said. Mm-hmm. And like Rob said, he, he, that was, that was a 45 minute speech. Yeah. You, you, you have enough control over your thoughts and what you say to not make those kind of comments. And yeah. if you truly are like an old school dude that thinks, Oh, cancel culture. Well, then you should think about that too. And think, even if I don't agree with this, if I think I should be able to say these awful things, I'm not going to say them because I don't want to be out of a job or whatever. Um, so it's just getting, I, I, I think it's great. I mean, get these people need to be held responsible for their actions. And uh, if they're going to speak like this and make those kind of comments, there's no place for them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause every single time, you know, something like this happens, like whether it's this or the, the, the uh, Morgan Wallen thing or the announcer for the Reds, which that still blows my mind. He's sitting there apologizing. Yep. Uh, and then there's a long drive to left and uh, yep, home run. All right. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, I would like to apologize. The scene in the office where, I mean, like every single time that Michael Scott does something or says something and uh, Toby Flanderson's there just saying like, Michael, you can't do that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, like you just can't do that or say the stuff like in this day and age because I mean, dude, I mean, like it's not like the 80s or the 70s where you say something and it's not being recorded. You know, for the most part, like all this shit's being recorded now to where it's just like, you know, well, first off, yeah, like you shouldn't be thinking that anyway if you're the president and CEO of a fucking major league baseball team, you know, but it's like, man, dude, like everything is recorded nowadays. I mean, like you don't think like nothing's going to happen to you and then, oh, well, I got caught. So now it's time to apologize. You yeah. Know? Also, just, your baseball team's in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. You're not the Omaha, you know, yeah. Titans or whatever, or, you know, I mean, it's it's not okay anywhere, but Seattle is one of the more active PC communities yeah. in, in yeah, the country. Yeah, but it's not a really big sports town. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, just another uh, sports PC blunder. I like I kind of wonder when these people are going to learn and, you know, yeah, I don't think they probably ever will. I wonder what the 12 nation is saying about it. The 12s. <laughs> 12s don't like it. They don't like it? Yeah, I didn't think I think it. it's dangerous. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's move on to pod, damn it. Um, yeah, let's start with Rob this week. Rob, pod damn it. So we talked about, uh, this is non-sports music related as well. We talked about, I mentioned the, the Cecil, there's a documentary or like a true crime series uh, and spotlighted this uh, this girl disappearance at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched it. Have you? Have I have not, it? no. I plan on it's, it. It's yeah. actually a pretty compelling story. I'm not, i I'm I, I'll get sucked into these like true crime things every once in a while. Um, there was one about the the guy that was that kidnapped the girl in Idaho in the seventies. Mm-hmm. That that one was really messed up. Um, but it was like a lot of people, you know, recommended how oh, you should watch this. And I was like, okay, I got done. I'm going to watch it, and it was a very compelling story. But the thing that really pissed me off in watching this thing was that and with this rise in interest in crime and true crime, we've we, there's this subgenre, this sub. Uh, uh, culture of these web sleuths, these people, you know, uh, um, that try to solve crimes. Um, and there's some people that are little, really are good, like legitimate people, like Patton Oswalt's wife who died a couple of years ago. She helped solve this murder that, uh, that was these murders that had taken place, the serial killer murders that had happened over several years in Southern California. And, uh, 
But she was a very legitimate, like, crime writer. But now you have all these, like, web sleuths, these YouTube people that have their channels and stuff, and they're highlighted quite a bit in this show. And th- basically, this, this, this young girl, so she's 20, 21 years old. She's from Canada, Vancouver. Takes some time off from school, or I think she graduated, wanted to travel. So she heads down to the West Coast. West Coast. She goes to San Diego. Uh, I think she, at some point, was pl- basically planning just going back up to Vancouver. But she ends up disappearing at this really seedy hotel in downtown Los Angeles, which I don't know why anybody would want to stay in downtown Los Angeles. Even now, <laughs> it's still pretty scary. But like right in the middle of Skid Row, which is like this 60 block area. If, I don't know if you guys have ever mm, been, down, yeah. been down there. I've shot a video down there and it's not cool. Um, and so, but but they focus a lot on these people that are like trying to solve this crime. And the, I guess what my pod damn it goes out to is these people that have this entitled nature because the internet and this community that they're involved with has given emboldened their their need to figure out what's going on and solve this crime, and they act as if they're police officers, they're like investigators, like they have some kind of staked interest in this, and their and their sentiments and their feelings are coming out. It's like and here you have this girl that's disappeared. I won't ruin anything if you want to watch it. She they don't know if she's murdered, they don't know what happened, but like you know, they're all wanting to know, like, well, we need, we deserve to f- know what's happening and blah, blah, blah. And they just have this really entitled sense of, like, of need to solve this crime and to be known and to be right or whatever. And meanwhile, you have this girl's family. <laughs> mm. yeah. daughter is missing. And there's no regard. There's no empathy. There's no, uh, you know, obviously, I don't know if that got cut out of it. But I guess my overriding theme and point to this whole thing is, like, the internet is destroying our sensibilities in this regard. So people like that, these web sleuths, these people, like, like the kid that, that, that ambushed, who was a quarterback, um, uh, Cam. Oh, Cam. It's yeah. like, it just gives people this confidence to, 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 like, I would never, like, if my, if I was there and saw my kid doing that to anyone, I would have been, I would have smacked him in the back of the head. Yeah. Not that I, I'm, I'm just, I'm speaking when yeah. I hit my kid, but like, it just feel I, my, my pod damn it goes out to people that these web sleuths, kind of people that feel like they are entitled to something just because they have a YouTube channel mm. and they have followers yep. and they have this need to figure out what's going on or, or I have an IG account, you know, so I can say whatever I want or I can walk, I, you know, I paid money to go to a Cam, you know, Newton football camp and so I can sit there and <laughs> bust his balls. No, you can, but you're an asshole if you yeah. do it. So anyway, that's that's kind that's of a long one. rambling pod, damn it. But you, you'll, yeah. you'll see what I mean when you watch. It's like, I just, I hate what the internet is doing to people. I just hate this, this entitled sense of what people feel like, oh, well, I have a podcast or I have, you know, 50,000 followers on Instagram. So I have this audience. It's like, no, you are a drop in the fucking bucket, man. You can say what you want, you know, but you're still an asshole. Mm. So anyway, pod damn it. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can edit the fuck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it really pissed me uh, off. Cause like I'm sitting here and I'm like, this poor, this, this girl is either dead or missing. Nobody knows where she is. And like these people just don't, they just want to find out what happened. They don't yeah. care about her or her family. So for the opposite on that, uh, like, have you seen don't fuck with cats? Oh yeah. Okay. So like those people, like I think are doing it the correct way. Yeah. And, and, and they are uh, again, because, because like they don't have like YouTube channels, like Instagram followers, like it's just like these Facebook groups that they yeah. create and that's fine. And like, they actually want to, you know, like do it for good. Cause I know there's some police departments who are just like, well, it's gone cold. We can't do anything about it. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're trying I to did help. see that. And then there's a certain level of like, okay, I get it. You know, you, you want to figure out what happened. You know, you obviously there's this murder running around, whatever, but yeah, these people, like you could tell this culture is is kind of turning into this like it's like me 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 yeah we're yeah. investigators you know we have credibility now it's like no you don't you're not cops yeah you're not yeah you have the internet you have the internet yep. we all have the internet you're not special <laughs> there you go that's yep. my pod name there you go um i guess i'll go next uh, and i'll keep mine short after rob's uh, diatribe on uh, no oh no dude i no dude, i enjoyed it just, it's great it really pissed me off yeah oh for sure um yeah mine's gonna be the people who uh just like in a massive snow and ice storm in the south who are uh, bitching about their packages being late and the trash not running. Yeah, just get, just get over yourself. It's, dude, like I know like the main roads are fine because the, the one plow in Mount Juliet uh, cleared out like all the main roads, but like all these neighborhoods like it truly are terrible and half these southerners don't know how to drive in the snow. So, hey, if your package is three days late and the trash pickup is not going to come for another week, hey, guess what? It's still outside. It's fine. Just get over yourself. We're all just in this together. It's fine. Who cares? Pod damn it.
Joey. That's a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, mine is short and simple as well. People that don't wear masks, especially in grocery stores, which seems to be the only place I go, wipe that dumbass smug smile off your face as you walk around. I swear it's like one of three types of dudes that I see. They're so proud. You can just see the pride in their face of like, I won't, I won't live in fear. I won't give into the system. Wait, first off, uh, like, are they wearing khakis and have two chins? Uh, many of them are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, it's just so, it's like, we're almost a year into this thing. We're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. 99% of people are wearing masks. Like, I, I don't care about your buddy from high school that showed you a video and his dad was a doctor and he showed it to you and Facebook took it down because they were trying to hide the truth. Just stop being an idiot and just wear a freaking mask. And I don't care if it, if it decreases all of our chances of getting COVID by 0.0001%, it's worth it. Yeah. All you're saying to people is that you're an asshole, you look like a jackass, and that you're, uh, I, I feel nauseous when I say it, this whole, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to let the government control me. It's so freaking stupid. The irony thing is those people already do live in fear if they have to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. It's just based wow. on something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, pod damn it. We'd like to go back to playing shows eventually. Um, put your mask on. There you go. Boom. And that wraps up this week's episode of One More Pass. Oh, At, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the music thing. Yeah, we yeah. should do it. I know it's been a long one, but we should do a quick, a quick music thing. Shout out to my brother who always comment, he listens every week. He's a uh, faithful pass receiver. And he said, we haven't done music the last couple of weeks. Um, I'll, I'll do one quick. Yeah. Um, the new Foo Fighters record that came out, I guess it's been about a week and a half. I feel like the Foo Fighters, one of those bands, they have so many albums out um, that if it's, you know, if one comes out, it's like, oh, I don't like it. They tried to do something too different. I wish it was more like that. It's nine songs, which I love. It's so good. Have you guys listened to it yet? No. Okay. Check it out. Even if you're not a huge Foo Fighters fan, I think you got to respect that Dave Grohl, kind of what he continues to do with that band. And Taylor Hawkins is, I freaking love the way that dude plays drums. And the drums sound so good on it. It's kind of dancey and super happy. And it's, I've been listening to it on, a, on my runs lately and check it out. Nice. And uh, like I've been listening to a pop group out of LA called Arizona a lot recently. They have two albums out. Um, if you like just synth pop and great vocals, I recommend nice. that one. So it's awesome. Rob? I've been listening to, I've been kind of diving into my spot since I've been home so much. You know, Spotify gives you those like, oh, here's the... Elton John? Well, no, but they'll give you like, based on what you listen to, they'll give you these yeah. up. But the other day I was listening to a, a playlist and it had a Lewis Cole uh song on there and I was like, God, I love that. I forgot how much, I, I literally like two days listened to him nonstop. Just his solo stuff and then I, what's the, I can't think of the band name that he has with the girl, the singer. Um, it escapes me, but Lewis Cole, freak drummer, just like, he's one of those like chopsy guys, but he's actually like super musical, but his songs are just, I love his pop sensibility. It's everything from like Daft Punk to Stevie Wonder, like oh, pour, just, uh, just pour one out for Daft Punk. Yeah, R.I.P. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh, a lot of great influences. Great singer, songwriter. Just check it out. I love me some Lewis Cole. He's awesome. Sweet. Oh, and plus, whoever made that meme of uh, of Daft Punk breaking up, it was like Boba Fett and somebody yeah. else from <laughs> The Mandalorian. Yeah, The Mandalorian. It was just like <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, sorry if it wasn't Boba Fett. All you Star Wars nerds, sorry. Uh, I haven't Travis seen The Mandalorian. Fans is gonna get on her. Yeah, yeah. He's just yeah. He'll he'll tuck me off about The Mandalorian and more crypto. But uh, yeah. That wraps up this week's episode of One More Pass. Officially, add One More Pass on Instagram, add One More Pass on Twitter, one more pass pod at gmail.com. Thank you, Elliot, for the email. And Rob, any parting words? Uh, see you next week. Wear your mask. Uh, yeah, we definitely got some light at the end of the tunnel. Don't be an asshole. Learn how to drive in the snow. Um, yeah, and don't buy weird tuna. <laughs> don't buy weird barbecue flavor tuna. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Joey? Uh... Don't be an asshole. Be nice. Uh, get vaccinated when you can. Also, if you're in Nashville, go outside today or tomorrow. Just it's amazing how much being in the sun can improve your mood. Absolutely. Also, if you live in Nashville and love museums and art, we have a Picasso exhibit. Uh, the Frist now? Yeah. At the Frist. So it'll be here, I think, till June. So I'm going to try and get out and see that. Go, go see it. 
go feed your ears and go feed your eyes and your brain. You think they'd like if we like got our mobile production team, if we just set up and did a podcast in the middle of the Picasso exhibit, you think the, the, the visitors would appreciate that? I don't, I don't think they would, no. All right, let's think about Not it. really the sporting crowd. Although <laughs> Picasso was like, wasn't he like big into like bullfighting and stuff like that? He was Spanish. I don't know. Probably cricket. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oh, and also, oh, and also, if y'all haven't seen uh, Lupin on Netflix, it's a French show that has subtitles. It's awesome. So, white collar stuff. I love it. All right, we'll stop talking. We'll see y'all next week.